Good morning. Greetings to each one this morning. It's good to be with you again in the house of the Lord. For the message this morning, I want to look at Luke chapter 19. It's interesting, there were different times when, whether it was the disciples or somebody came to Jesus, and they would ask him a question. And he would always give them an answer, but it might not have been the answer they were looking for. A case in point, when different times they would come to Jesus and say, when are you going to return? And in one account, he said, don't be deceived. That's what he answered them. He said, don't be deceived. The account here in Luke today that we want to look at, they came to him with a question. I want to look at Luke 19, verse starting in verse 11. It says, and as they heard these things, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. And he said, therefore, and he gives this parable, but the verse in focus is, the verse, is verse 13. He said, occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. Stay busy, busy till I come. Now, this isn't the subject I have this morning, but you know, in our world today, people are just downright lazy. Um, you know, they say if you ate breakfast this morning, you should thank a farmer. Well, if your cows had feed today, you should thank a truck driver. Recently, I was talking to our feed rep, and he was going to be off for the afternoon on a Friday, and the secretary decided she was going to leave the office early, and they had two more loads of feed to deliver. He said, okay. Well, the one farmer called him and said, when are you going to bring this feed? He said, well, they're going to bring it this afternoon yet well they never took it the feed truck drivers decided to go home so it was two dairies without feed for the weekend occupy till I come stay busy I want to look at stewardship this morning I want to look at four different areas and so I want to read this parable that Jesus gives here, starting here, I'll start reading here, verse 12. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, 
Having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. And he said unto him, Well, thou good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, Be thou also over five cities. And another came, saying, Lord, here is thy pound, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art an austere man. And thou takest up that thou layest not down, and reapest which thou didst not sow. And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by, Take from him the pound, and give it to him that hath ten pounds. And they said unto him, Lord, he hath ten pounds. For I say unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and for him, from him that hath not, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies, which thou would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Now as we look at the subject of stewardship, when we entrust something to someone, we expect them to do something with that. Stewardship is the careful and responsible management of something that is entrusted to our care. And we all have responsibility, regardless of what age we are. We all have responsibility to that of stewardship. You know, as the first thing I want to look at is our time. And sometimes I find myself wasting time. Maybe you don't do that. How much time do you spend doing what you need to do? I have a poem here I want to read. Counting time is not nearly so important as making time count. I have only just a minute, just 60 seconds in it. Forced upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give account if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but eternity is in it. A little bit of time. God has given us each the same amount of time in a day. And sometimes we say, well, I don't have time. 
Or maybe you say, I don't want to take time, or didn't take the time. And sometimes we might say that phrase, where did time go? Where did it go? Maybe your school teachers face that, you know. Maybe your children say, well, I didn't have time. Really? You didn't have time? Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there is a season and time for every purpose. And then in Psalm 31.15 says, my time are in thine hand. That's what the psalmist said. It's referring to Jesus. My time are in your hand. Or referring to God. My time are in your hands. Do we value time? Do we value time? If you get a repair bill, you'll see how much people value time. Time is money. Most Americans spend six months of their lives sitting at traffic lights, contends a time management expert. And he did this research that says the study indicates that the average person in the United States spends one year searching for misplaced objects, such as eyeglasses, keys, etc., find yourself doing that. We spend eight months opening junk mail. Now imagine that has gone up a good bit. I can think these statistics are about 25 years old. We spend five years waiting in line at banks, stores, post office, etc. And if we live 75 years, this is how we normally spend it. 23 years sleeping, which is 31% of our time. 19 years working, which is 25% of your time. Seven and a half years in dressing and personal care, which is 10% of your time. Six years eating, that's 8% of your time. I probably spend more than that, but anyway. Six years traveling, that's another 8%. A half a year worshiping and praying, seven-tenths of a percent. Where do you fit in? They didn't say how much time people waste. That would be an interesting statistic. Are we redeeming the time? Go to um, Ephesians 5. I want to look at a number of scriptures in relation to how we use our time, how we are stewards of what God has given to us. Ephesians 5, verses 15 and 16. He says, See then that you walk circumspectly, or carefully, 
not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. What does it mean to redeem the time? Redeeming means to buy it up. And in the NIV it says to make the most of every opportunity. If you redeem the time you improve the opportunity. You know, time can slip away from us. In fact, time is limited in which we can make our contribution here in this life. You know that in John chapter 9. John 9, starting verse 3, notice Jesus' words here. Jesus answered, this was when he healed the man that was blind. And Jesus was simply going about doing what he was going to do. Jesus answered, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. The night cometh when no man can work. We are limited to, as to how many opportunities we have in this life. Regardless of how old we are. And so let's make good use of our time. Let's manage our time. You know, sometimes I find myself just blowing time. We can spend a lot of time, at least I can on my phone. You know, you check the weather, you check the news, you check your email, you check the texts. In fact, the other day the phone kept ringing and my phone kept ringing and her phone kept ringing and I was just about ready to throw the thing away. I couldn't get anything done. I kept answering the phone. And so let's make use of our time. Good use of our time. Now go to Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 7. The verse I have in mind here. And this is going to the next thing, that of talents. Stewardship of talents. Ephesians 4, 7. Unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Or as I think of the gift of Christ, we have all have gifts. Every one of us have gifts. Every one of us have at least one gift. Some of us more. In Matthew 25, 15, speaks of this, and it's also 
when he was given the Matthew 25:15 this was Matthew's account of the pounds it says and unto every one he gave five talents to another two and to another one to every man according to his several ability or to his own ability and so some have more talents than others Because he has given us these things, we are accountable to him. We are responsible to him. And so what are you doing with them? Romans 14. I want to read here verses 10 through 12. It says, But why dost thou judge thy brother, or why dost thou set it not thy brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. We're each responsible for our gift, for what God has given us. We can't say, well, I don't have his gift, and so I'm not responsible. God has given us all gifts, and he has given them to us for a purpose. Another verse that speaks of this is in 1 Peter chapter 4. Verses 9 through 11, this is actually in the context of hospitality. It says, Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability which God giveth, that God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. He says here, use hospitality. I was trying to think of something else that well maybe I'll take for instance song leading. Everybody has a gift of something. And I thought we had a good song leader this morning. We need to all start somewhere, right? I don't know what age you started leading singing. I don't think this is the first time you led singing. Some can do it better than others. Obviously, you must have been asked to lead singing. And... For hospitality, I'm assuming you all have a hostess list. And, and that's good. But some are more gifted than others. That's a given. And that's fine. We're not, not all gifted the same way. Not everybody is a song leader. 
Maybe it's a little bit like trying to drive a tractor. You know, you can you can put somebody on a tractor. Well, I'll use, I'll use driving truck for an example because once in a while we get somebody in on a farm and they don't know how to back the trailer around. They just don't. And my son refers to them as steering wheel holders. You know, they go forward. In fact, somebody told me one time that some of these truck drivers don't even hardly know what reverse is because they don't ever back up. They pull into a place, they get out, and somebody else backs their truck in and unloads them. And so we all have different gifts. The next truck driver will come in, and he can back in the barn the first time without hitting anything. And the place they back into to unload is not the easiest place to unload. And so we're all given gifts. We're all given different gifts. We are to use our talents to glorify God. Do you brag about your talent or do you use it to the honor and glory of God? You know, sometimes we do things and we look at somebody and we can't even do that. Let's serve with humility. You know, it's, it's easy to think that somebody could be able to do something as good as you do. But just don't ask me to lead singing, okay? I can probably beat time, but that's probably about all I get done. Are we using our talents to the honor and glory of God? Our talents are given by God. We have that in 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Our talents need to be developed. They need to be developed. And we need to encourage one another. You know, my wife has made a few cakes already. And the first wedding cake she made, it wasn't probably as good as she does now. And it's interesting, sometimes the home ec girls will come over and she'll give them a few pointers on how to maybe decorate a cake. And it's interesting. That, and it's, it's interesting to pick out, well, they, they usually bring a cake and they're supposed to decorate, okay? And it's interesting to see them, they all decorate a cake, okay? They all do. They all take home a decorated cake. But you can kind of pick out which ones have that gift. Because they do it better than the rest of them. And that's encouraging. You know, we always hear that phrase, practice makes perfect. 
Just because you bomb out the first time, don't give up. Develop your talents. A little bit like mowing a hay field. You know, my daughter liked to mow hay. And I tell her, okay, don't make a skip. Okay. I hate skips. Don't make a skip. In fact, my granddaughter was riding with my son, spread manure, and he was talking about the other driver. He said, he, she said he made a skip. He made a skipper. He made a skipper. And my wife said something about a skip. No, it was a skipper. She noticed he didn't do it right. Practice makes perfect. God's stewards must be trustworthy. We have that here in Luke. They must be trustworthy. You can't just be nonchalant about what God has given to you, what God has entrusted to you, whether it's your talents or your time or whatever. Back in 1 Corinthians... Chapter 4, it says, Let a man so account of us as the, of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. It is required. How trustworthy are you with God's steward, with God's thanks that he has entrusted to you? And that brings me to my next point. The rewards of faithfulness is increased trust. Don't ever forget that. Increased trust. Trust goes a long ways. We have that in the parable of the talents. If you're not trustworthy in small things, you won't be trustworthy in big things. Now I'd like to look at possessions, stewardship of possessions. You know, you could probably make a sermon out of each one of these. But in Psalm 24, Psalm 24, verse 1 says, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. The earth is the Lord's. It's not ours. And so we need to be good stewards of what God has given us. Haggai 2.8 says, the, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, saith the Lord of hosts. We are responsible how we use God's possessions. They're not ours. 
Go to Luke, back to Luke 19. Verses 22 and 23 is in focus here. He said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I did not, that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore, then gavest not thou thy money into the bank, that at my coming I might have required thine own with usury. Basically, what he was saying in everyday language is, you could at least taken it to the bank and got interest on it. The others doubled their money. Now, if you think of a regular savings account today, that wouldn't have been very much for interest. Just look at your monthly statements. But at least do that much. Don't bury your talent. Don't hide it. Make use of what God has given to you. If you go to Ephesians 4.28... We are commanded to work, to give to him that needeth. We are responsible. Not just for ourselves, but for others. Help those who are in need. And this is to be done to the honor and glory of God. Not for ourselves, but to the honor and glory of God. There's a lot more could be said about our possessions. I want to move on here now to stewards of the gospel. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. read here verses 17 through 20. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God, who hath reconciled unto us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. We have been entrusted the gospel by Christ to share to others. 
Are we responsible to what God has entrusted to us? And there's many different ways we can be stewards of the gospel. We don't all have to be in Puerto Rico or Haiti or somewhere else. We need those people. But we need to share the gospel wherever we are. And there's many different ways we can do that. I was impressed and challenged by Paul's testimony in 2 Corinthians 12. That trust it can be our testimony. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 15. It says, And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you, though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Spend and be spent. Are we willing to share the gospel? So that others can be followers of his. We are stewards of the gospel. And so we must share that. We must promote that. In summary, we need to redeem the time. We also need to develop our talents. Don't let your possessions possess you. Now, sometimes that's easier said than done. Now, we need to promote the gospel of Christ. In closing, I want to read Romans 14, verse 12. says, so then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. What are we doing with what God has entrusted to us? I trust we will use these things for his honor and glory and so that we can help others on the way. Shall we have a song?